Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. So many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the, <laughs> the this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Congratulations on uh, episode 29, mate. The big one. We mate, made it. 29. We're almost there. The big 3 yeah. yeah. Not everybody makes <laughs> it to 30. Heath Ledger, a bunch of others. 30's yeah. quite a milestone. Well, yeah, it depends. I mean, I didn't see it as such because I just assumed I'd get that old, but I'm not from Hoppers, so I don't know. <laughs> Never owned a quad bike. <laughs> Not only have I never owned one, I've never ridden one. I don't think I will. I don't want to make it that easy for oh, the right. Grim Reaper. Like, I just walked into this. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to, mate? It's been a fun week. I was at, uh, I've watched the UFC on the weekend. Um, some very good fights, but I made the mistake. You know how bad this is. I went to an Irish pub, all right? But there's an, yeah, there's an Irish pub in Brisbane. And it's as if a Melbourne cafe, their lease ended abruptly and some Irish bloke said, I don't know what to put in here, some Guinness. Because it, it looks like you should get smashed av in this joint. Yeah, right. But you're just okay. getting smashed. Get fucking no smashed. Yeah, great. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. obviously they didn't right. serve zero alcohol beers, so I was very disappointed but also relieved because that would be a real bad thing for my Irish culture if they bent to this zero-alcohol beer bullshit. Oh, yeah. Do you think that they wouldn't serve zero alcohol in Ireland, would they? Just call that Coke. You'd sooner find a five-leaf clover than a fucking zero-alcohol yeah. beer. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe their kids drink it. I don't know. You'll <laughs> To get them ready. You'll, you yeah. won't be surprised. I was very disappointed in the food, Heggy. I'm not... Oh, really? This isn't that a... That doesn't make a, sense. A, a fuck, is that a review? I don't... I don't want it to be a review, but I don't think I've ever eaten Irish pub food sober. Well, I don't know why you would, but did you notice the slop level was a bit out of whack, was it? Your stew wasn't quite sloppy enough. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of fare that did make me think the the chef that's put together this menu hasn't been outside in Queensland before. Hey, man, do you want a Guinness and beef pie or lamb shanks? Neither cunt. It's 30 and 98% humidity. I'm fucking dying. 
<laughs> well, I'll just flick to the delicate part of the Irish menu and see what they got in terms of summer food. Yeah, right. Wedges. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll be working with some Irish dudes, Irish and Scottish. So yeah. I mean, the, uh, I mean, I've been working pretty hard actually. I've been working like a dog back when dogs used to work, but um, just knocking big walls out, another rich person's house. Bit fucking sick of that. But Irish and Irish and Scottish dudes are there. We start at seven, so they're obviously still maggot. Then you get a yeah. couple of good hours Demon. out of them, and um, and while then they the crumble into still a, coursing. Yeah, while the booze is still going, they crumble into a go slow after about ten, and uh, good good fun blokes though, characters naturally. And uh, but it turns out banter and the crack not so good at demolishing houses on their own. You got to swing a sledgehammer every now and then. They don't want to smash up someone's gaff. No, they, the only thing they smash are fucking at night time put a crowbar through a window. They don't know how to do anything else. They're good at windows, but they do it from the outside. They go, guys, guys, it's not midnight. <laughs> That's not a B and E, you fucking animals. Yeah. Just, There's no copper here. They paid us to be here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I actually got a text uh, from you yesterday. Yeah, you were talking about a birthday present that your son received from his friends, and it said, oh, yeah. "I'll be in plaster next week." And uh, yeah. I thought, "Fucking hell, someone got your son a jet ski. This is sick." Or someone <laughs> got him some <laughs> some abseiling equipment. Incredible. And I opened the video you've sent to what appears to be you on a unicycle. Yeah, that's me. In the park. Boo. <laughs> what are you about doing, about 10 metres out of it before I fell off. Well, it's a kid's, it's a kid's toy. That's awful. You shouldn't be on there. <laughs> well, I'm not juggling or anything. It's not my job. You'll be in a car sooner <laughs> than next week if the borders open, cunt. Oh, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> Meet me in Byron so we can fight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what's come back here? There's a playground near our place that um I take my son to and there's a skate park attached, a massive skate park. Oh yeah. And now there's, there's adults on roller skates. Oh the the quad skates, not the blades. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which right. I thought Slightly roller better. skates I thought roller skates were like the bumper bowling for roller blades. Yeah. I mean, I've, I wouldn't condone an adult on them unless they've maybe got a ghetto blaster on their shoulder and they're going backwards along the <laughs> along the beachside sort of thing. I could handle California. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a long way away from me, obviously. Yeah, if you're not seeing the sunset over the ocean... <laughs> yeah. You're in the, in the wrong part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I got a, um, I got a couple of messages from uh, Mid-Flight Brawl people this week. And, oh yeah, um, sure they're all positive. Well, no, I mean, yeah, a few of them were, and they wanted me to clarify what exactly I was talking about when I said crispy shoelaces. I feel like I didn't explain it correctly. Yeah, that, uh, last I, week or week before. Well, I asked you in. I asked you during the episode about it. I did, I couldn't understand. I thought it was Velcro. Nah, it's not, man. I, I mean, I, I was just so upset that Nicholas Jeffrey Cody had empowered a bunch of his podcast fans to get involved in workplace bullying. I thought ruined Christmas. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I tell you, it's a, it's an insult reserved for sort of hoppers crossing types who don't bother to tie up their shoes, and then they go out to the pub or the club or even the food court down at Pacific Werribee and just drag their shoelaces through all the liquids, and uh, and uh, you know, first casualty is such a crispy shoelace lifestyle. It's the eaglets, obviously, followed by the local economy, um, social services system, and untenable burdens on hospitals. So uh, slippery slope. 
and tell a lot about a man <laughs> by the state of his shoelaces, basically. So tie him up. <laughs> Teach your kids. I hate I hate seeing a loose shoelace. Oh, I try to step on him if I can. <laughs> Hey, by the way, I don't know. We also had people, I don't know if you saw these messages, Heggy. Um, some people sent us information about a new game that's coming out. Um, oh, yuck. In yeah. October. It's called Airplane Mode. Mm. And it claims to be the most realistic flight simulation ever created. Now, we have we spoke about this a few weeks ago. I do want to get a gaming laptop so I can play Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. Um one of the listeners Fuck. of the show went ahead and made liveries for the plane, made an Air Jaden plane. So now you can play in Microsoft Flight Simulator and fly an actual Air Jaden aircraft. Oh, other people can as well, not just that person. Yeah. No, right. she'll send us the she'll send us the files. One sec, and uh, where is it? I mean, I don't condone video games for adults, but if you're flying an actual plane, fair enough. But yeah, if her name's Grace. She's an absolute legend. She made these liveries, Air Jaden liveries, very detailed, very detailed. The tail numbers, even N sixty nine. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then she's also just made she just made a Jetstar livery, just because that wasn't included in the game, and yeah, then right. sent me photos of the plane taking off from Bali Airport. Sick. Does it just go Air Jaden at this stage? I mean, we're in the expansion phase of the business. It's it's. Purely Gold Coast and Pissar at the moment. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, you just want to stick to one route and fucking nail it. Yeah, for sure. It's a game of risk. The busy, <laughs> the, the busiest airline route in Australia at the minute is Brisbane to Cairns. <laughs> I don't know which is which would have the worst uh, worst grubs on it going now or coming back. Much the same, really, isn't it? Yeah, airplane mode. The game's publisher said it's the only flight simulation game where players can experience the intense excitement of being an economy passenger on a long haul flight. So they seem to have made a game, and I saw the trailer. We'll put the trailer up on Instagram. Um, it seems like you play this game for six hours, and you can look around. There's the aircraft info card, in flight magazine. You get shitty food brought to you. There's screaming That's babies. It. Yeah. That sounds like a piss take to me. No one's voluntarily doing that. Well, that's what I'm thinking. There's, uh, there's two flights available, a six-hour journey from New York's JFK airport to Reykjavik. Right. I take it you can. it's interactive. You can stage a hijack or something. You can do something. That's what I hope. Because we, if we play, we have to do the six-hour one and just start button mashing three hours in. Oh, man, I'm getting in the cockpit. Six hours? Jesus Christ. See if we can get it diverted. See if there's a secret level, Shannon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the little Easter egg in the in the video game. Oh, that'd be sick. Um, Oi, dickhead! Before we get stuck in, isn't your one of your stand-up specials is on TV for the first time this week? Yeah, you're damn right it is. It's a, it's a world premiere of Tip Rat from 2018. Channel O's got a new channel, and this bastard's on it this Sunday night, October four. At uh, eight thirty, one hour of actual stand-up, and uh, it's on. You know, Channel Ten have got those cha- other channels. They've got like Pe- peach? it's not Peach. It's not Peach. I want to say Ten Snatch, bold? but I, I know it. I know it's not Snatch, but it sounds like something like that. It starts with S. Ten something, and it's a kids program. <laughs> but then at night, it's comedy. It's not Snatch. Grow up, but it's something like that. 
So before before it goes to air, though, I've got to say that um, complaints at LukeHeggy.com are going back up to the original $1 mark before Sunday. So Oh, what have I they been at? Oh, it's been free. It's been a COVID special. But um, I just, I've got no idea if anyone's going to watch it, but it's a safeguard for those poor people who are incapable of changing channels when they hate something and yet still somehow can uh, pen their disgust via an email. It's for them. I like to think of everyone. Give a bit back. You're an incredible human being and everybody appreciates you, Mr. Heggie. Oh, you're welcome. Um, the thing is, though, do you think people will be disappointed? Just maybe like 40 minutes in going, when will this guy get sad? Oh, maybe. I mean, it's tip from the top when you are watching Stout. I don't know if podcast fans watch stand-up. would never have a clue if there's any crossover. But when you do, if you don't like the first two minutes, turn it off. That's it. It's not going to fucking change and get better for you and to your tastes. That's true, isn't it, about stand-up? Like, both stand-ups, the show is designed to get people on board immediately. There's no yeah. there's no 10-goal fourth-quarter comebacks in stand-up. Personally, I'm at 0% bringing a bad gig back to a good one. <laughs> Never, ever happened. You so go just deeper. walk off. Yeah, Heggy goes worse. until there's lava. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get stuck in. All right, mate. Episode 30, let's kick it off. It's an American dream story, proper dream boat. 21-year-old. Well, we're looking, actually, if you want to cast your mind back to uh, December 16, 1997. Woo! U.S. Airways Flight 38, Los Angeles to Baltimore, Washington International Airport. And uh, we've got one Mr. 21-year-old Dean Trammell. And I don't know what he looks like, but just saying that name makes me think of massive white teeth and a big GM chicken protein powder square jaw. <laughs> Man, exactly what I was thinking. One of those um, very gelled parts. I'm thinking like 50s, oh, you know, yeah. like a 50s high school pick with the leather jacket, yeah, angled photo, oh. you know, angled face yeah. in the photo. Yeah, looking into the distance, you know, starting a lot of sentences with, hey, guys, at volume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We all know the type. He was a um, bit of background on Dean Trammell. He's a he's a footballer, running back, if you want to know. And I assume that means he has to run for upwards of five seconds a pop on a dozen or so occasions within the four-hour time frame that constitutes an entire gridiron match. Fuck off. I used Your to play mates. gridiron. I, I know played, you did. Played for Victoria as a running back. Yeah, okay. You had to cover about 10 metres in the season. And it's uh, <laughs> it is, it is high pace with a few gaps in there, definitely not for your aerobic fitness types. Yeah, yeah, I know. I went to a couple of matches while I was there. Four hours, four. Lucky you. Some would see that as value for money, but not Heggy. Gets bored. <laughs> Sorry, were you just tired of drinking, watching people no, no, hit no. each other? It's a great time. Oh, I enjoyed it. It was good, but. You know, not a lot of action in the four hours. If it was four hours of actual play, sick. Love that. Be nice. But uh, yeah, it was a bit stop-start for me. Where did you go? Um, I was a college match in somewhere like Columbus. But like oh. 100,000 people there. It was Ohio massive. Ohio State? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's fucking huge. Yeah, Columbus, Ohio. The Buckeyes. You are probably there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. I was in row double Z. Difficult to make out what's happening. <laughs> oh man, I've seen a I've seen a sporting contest 
few years ago at the MCG Boxing Day test. I think I spoke. We spoke about it the other week. It was like right up on level four. You wouldn't even know. You wouldn't know what you're at. Yeah. They could have no, told me anything. No idea. You're at the footy. You're at the cricket. The Olympics is on. Go yeah, okay. Oh, it's just air's pretty thin up here. I'm, I'm yeah. getting tired. My <laughs> fingers are cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, old Dean, right? One time, this is uh, it's September 1991. Dino was doing warm up laps at Paint Branch High School football training. Go the Panthers! And uh, <laughs> one of his nearby teammates was struck by lightning in the head. Fuck. So what happened? that's happened. Well, it's a bit of uh, the coach's guy, a bit of drizzle won't kill you, boys. Get out there, rain, hail or shine. Actually, hang on, it is a bit dangerous. In fact, the guy who was hit, Troy, the toy, Trice, received the only lightning bolt that day in the entire state of Maryland. In the head. Blew his shoes off. These, uh, those gridiron helmets they insist on wearing do more harm than good from what I've seen. <laughs> oh, so it was, um, man, because when I was playing, they used to stop games if there was lightning. That's probably why. Troy the toy. Yeah. Oh, it could be. 1997 Troy the toy. But then probably just play in a storm, but take your fucking helmet off. You'd be fine. <laughs> um, in any case, the toy has ended up being resuscitated on the field, off to hospital, Bing, bang, boom. He's made a complete recovery. Lives a very full life, one would hope. Refuses to talk about the incident, so who knows? <laughs> um, although, there is a picture of Troy the toy yeah. on the internet posing on a two-seater couch, looks like it's from the Sunshine Coast, with his number 44 football uniform laid out on the carpet, complete with burnt socks <laughs> and, uh, and blackened shoes. So... Makes you think, doesn't it? Would you want to keep that? I don't know, man. He didn't look happy. He's sitting on the little cane lounger thing with that soft floral print and a couple of Louis Armstrong photos behind him. So um, he wasn't smiling. But um, <laughs> That does sound very Queensland. Maybe I should just drive over. Oh, man, it's pretty good. Um, in a bit of the show must go on, sophomore running back Dean Trammell and the rest of the Panthers still trotted out that weekend against Churchill citing the fact that this is what Troy would have wanted. No one asked Troy. He was in a coma. Man, there's a reason there's 78 people on the sideline. If a few people get fucking hit by lightning, the show can go on. Oh, man, there are a lot of players. Must be said. Look, what's happened there? The biggest biggest job must be deciding what's going on if you're one of the coaches. What the fuck are there 100 people here for? Man, How many on the field at a time? Uh, 11, 11 aside. That's it? Yeah. So you've got Jesus 11 Christ. starting offense, 11 starting defense, and then special teams. So that's 33. And I think there's 48 or 50, 52, 48, 52, or 55. I forget the exact number. But yeah, you've got a spare 20 hanging around. What, what are the special 11? What do they do? Special teams. So that's there's like a punter, a kicker. So there'd be more than 11 because you've got punter, kicker, kickoff specialist, and then depending if you're special teams offense or special teams defense. As in, Fuck me. are you the punt return team or are you punting? You know, a lot of, a lot of skilled Christ. positions. And by skilled positions, I mean fast cunts. Sounds like a fucking sheltered workshop to me. <laughs> is there no way someone could punt and kick and kick off? Well, man, when, you, can't play, happen. when you play um, under-19s at the Western Crusaders in Footscray in Melbourne um, and you don't have enough players because it's before... Uh, people really got into gridiron. You do play a lot yeah. of positions, and it's fucked. 
well, yeah, you're out there doing everything, a little chip mm. and chase, that sort of thing. Yeah. You don't see that too often. No. I mean, I haven't watched all the gridiron, but I've never seen a, a little chip and chase. Oh, no, no, you're no. You're allowed to? No. You can't put through a grubber? Uh, you c- yeah, I guess you could. Put through one of those grubbers that after about 10 little bounces, it just goes bang real oh, high. You know when they do that? They do that on a kickoff. If you're trying to get the ball back, so you don't want the other team to kick to get it, it's called an onside kick, and that is like that, a wonky grubber. Yeah, it's a wonky grubber. Right there, you go. Fuck yeah, you get into it now. It's only <laughs> it's only week three of the gridiron well, season. The NFL's back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, anyway, so Dino, right? He's trotted back out, and uh, that's what Troy <laughs> wanted. Fast forward though, six years later to 1997. And yeah. uh, Dean had been playing football at Santa Monica College, and mm. he was on his way home for Christmas, like uh, like all Americans do. Yeah, they never, that. they just never seem to be near family, from what I see at the airports. Oh man, that's a, that's their whole university regime, for what I've seen. They're like, oh, I'm going to university. Is there one in your town? Yeah, but fuck that, I'm not going there. <laughs> can you imagine, as an Australian, saying to your parents, "Hey, I'm going as far as I can away." To university. They'd say, fuck off. There's one down the road. Go mow the lawn, you little prick. <laughs> what are you talking about? Everyone has to go away for it. Weird. But it was uh, one of those, you know, will he make it home against all odds? It'll be a Christmas miracle way that Americans conduct themselves in the movies and therefore <laughs> real life. Do you reckon, um, was it a frantic dash through security? I've got to see my gal. And he sort of slides through the x-ray machine and high fives TSA. They go, get well, in there, buddy. You you joke about that, but it wasn't without incident. He um in an in an excellent plot twist, right? Dean, he's at LAX yeah. thinking to himself, oh, I can't wait to get home for the festive season, see my family, you know, eat heaps of turkey and whatever else they do. Plus, I've got some LSD in my pocket. Security don't like stuff like that. I'd better hide it. On my tongue, I reckon. That's the best spot for it. They'll they'll never look there. <laughs> They just popped a tab before getting on a plane, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> I've never done acid, but I don't think there's any good drug to do in the sky. Like I know friends of mine that have, you know might have a weed cookie, and then even then they they can freak out at times. The tube, yeah. as as this whole podcast is based on, not a time for experimentation. Oh, fucking man! I think it's great. We had a like when we were about twenty-one or something. Some some dickhead we went to school with got married and uh, the groom's party was still schoolmates because, you know, who makes new friends in the first couple of years after school? <laughs> and the the best man was a guy who's not adept at public speaking and the groomsman was one of my mates and he could see he was nervous. So he uh, he gave him a tab. He goes, there you go, pop that in. And that was just before he went up and did his speech. Absolute disaster. Anyway... Good on him, uh, and good on Dean for giving it a crack because uh, the flight was going fine. It's a four-hour, 55-minute flight from L.A. to Baltimore, deep into the final quarter, when Dean thought it best to get up and start blessing fellow passengers with the spirit of Jesus. Oh, no. They love that, Great. don't they? Oh, they do. Like, trippers seem to like Jesus quite a lot. Jesus had recently entered the college footballer's large frame with the intention of spreading a universal message of love. Jesus wanted to bless everybody via Dean Trammell's pillow. He had to use his pillow to touch everyone. Oh, no. Mysterious ways indeed. Just fucking um, gross. 
15, right, he was just sitting in his seat, hell-bent on minding his own business, when he started to feel a bit woozy. That's when Jesus said to him, look, Dean, I'll take it from here. You're, you're on acid. I'll sort this out for you. So um, Jesus took him over. <laughs> then the rest of it happened. Anyway, who, who's on board the very same plane in the capacity of flight attendant here? It's, uh, it's only former psych nurse Renee Sheffer. So oh, she's Renee, yeah, she's calmed him down in the galley at the back of the plane. And um, Dean, he did calm down by groping her. Oh. Turns out when given the opportunity, even Jesus is quite partial to honking <laughs> boobs. Who would have thought? To his credit, though, through Dean's mouth, Jesus did apologise. But then, oh. um, then went on to ruin that by unsuccessfully predicting the plane was going to crash. Mysterious and said he needed ways. to get to the cockpit. Yeah, he had to get to the cockpit to bless the pilots pronto. <laughs> so that was his next move. Oh, Jesus. well, and this is the 90s, so... We've spoken about this before, but pre nine eleven, that's probably fine. You know what I mean? Hold on, Dean. I'll just check, mate. Hey, g'day, gents. Yeah, there's a bloke here high on acid. He just wants to bless you because he thinks this plane's going to crash. Be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Let him in. Yeah. <laughs> well, Renee had the good sense to know that wasn't going to happen. She she rang ahead and warned them. A quick-thinking flight attendant up the front of thought, what would Jesus do? Probably put a drinks trolley in front of the cockpit door. But... uh but then, actual Jesus in the body of Dean Trammell stormed up, and things really fucking kicked off. Then there was a there was a stacks on, in which a bunch of people got bitten, uh, blood spatter everywhere, not the blood of Christ. And um, that's when the the citizens arresters thought we should have just let Jesus in there to bless the pilots in the first place. So, man, so hurried steps towards the front of the plane is never met with positivity. No way. I don't like anyone running in an airport or a plane. Towards the back, you know. Oh, someone forgot to shit before we left. But yeah, towards the front, <laughs> no yep. good. So, um, yeah, there's been a stacks on. And uh, one quote was, he had the strength of 10 men, said Peter Rebstock, a pilot who was in first class as a passenger. He was, uh, he was thrashing about and fighting everyone. It took five men to pin him down. So... Clearly, those five men had double the strength of a normal man each. Simple <laughs> mathematics. <laughs> but maybe he's yes. just, you know, he's maggot and that, that thing's kicked in, that running back brain. Fight for every inch. Don't stop till you hear a whistle. Well, there's no whistles up there. So Dean would have just kept going. Man, the length of a plane's got to be about three times as far as you'd ever run <laughs> during a gridiron match. He would have been out of puff by about row 30. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon they should have just let him go till he had a sleep in row two? Yeah, he would have had an asthma attack or something and just puffed out before he got to the drinks trolley. Um, anyway, so Dina, the uh, gridiron hero from from college, he was uh, he ended up being hogtied by Rebstock, a pilot, uh, and another pilot off the plane came out of the cockpit to see the hullabaloo and helped him hogtie. Fuck yeah. Uh, Dean. That's sick. Renee, oh, yeah. Renee Sheff has come back for more. And uh, a male flight attendant as well got into the action. And a military policeman who was just there. Uh, they they used plastic handcuffs, seatbelts, and a men's necktie with airline insignias on it to tie him up. Wow. Like ankles to the wrists. Fuck, I like that the pilot got involved. 
That's pretty great. Oh, yeah. Why not? Get a few free kicks in. Once there's a stacks on, you might as well. Oh, once I think once it becomes apparent that you're defending the cockpit, yeah, you could bite a cunt. No one cares. Oh, do what you want. You're a hero. Yeah, absolutely. Dean was the one doing the biting, though. I should clarify. There was no no one bit him. And, um, well, but... you you talk about having been to some college sports matches over there. Any American sporting contest I've been to, they were always wheeling out a hero. Um, so there's a good chance that this pilot may have actually been a hero at one of Dean's games. What, what they wheel out a hero to throw the first ball or kick it or something? Yeah, just every fucking game, there's always... Some, you know, there's a marine or a cop or a paramedic. They, they bring anyone out. This person served in blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's no shortage of them. They've all got horrific injuries. Maybe they should be more careful. We don't see <laughs> as many here, I don't think, of uh, the Man, clumsiness on a, on a battlefield that Americans suffer from. And we don't really... It is weird, like, you know, a lot of Australians will get properly frothing on Anzac Day and maybe Remembrance Day, but that's it, really. And even then, when like I go to the Anzac Day, Essendon versus Collingwood AFL game, and uh, there's a big thing at the start, there's a moment of silence and whatever, and it's like, yeah, good to go. But the, the Yanks are just wheeling them out all the time. Oh, they're mad for it. Every day's Anzac Day there. <laughs> when, I've, when, I've seen it. I remember, do you remember um, when the Brisbane Lions won the Premiership, early 2000s, Fuck! What was his name? The, the player, the player that won the Norm Smith Medal, was just best on ground at the AFL Grand Final. He came out and said, first of all, I'd just like to thank my Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ." And a hundred thousand uh, people at the MCG were like, "Ugh, yeah, <laughs> boo, <laughs> shut up, cunt." Yeah, right. It uh, was he was he a violent player? No, he was the only bloke wearing one of those fucking leather helmets. Well, fuck, man, Jesus isn't looking after you. My, I've always liked Jesus in sport, like you know, people blessing blessing themselves in sport, what have you. It's always been a favourite of mine. That uh, Jesus is looking out for millionaires, pretty good. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I used to play. I played a couple of seasons of soccer, and I was in the Queensland Baptist League, and it wasn't oh. violent, but there was you know spots of violence. Um, Jesus asked two of them to belt the shit out of me one day <laughs> to get me on the ground, kick fuck out of me, just outsourcing his violence to a couple of Christians who uh, get stuck into me. But um, no Sunday games on... in the Baptist League. Oh, oh no, no, no! Strictly Saturday. Ugh. Although Christians are a little more lax on their day of rest situation when there's cash to be made. <laughs> um. So anyway, so Renee, the uh, the psych nurse turned uh, airline. Um, attendant. She's uh, she's suffered internal bleeding. Do you want to get the dinger ready? Oh, it's pretty yeah. good. Internal bleeding, kidney and bladder trauma. Fuck. Spinal trauma. A separated shoulder. Torn meniscus. Bruises on her back. Bruises on her stomach. Cuts. Abrasions. And PTSD. Still made the tackle though, and that's what it's all about, giving hundred and ten percent. Oh yeah, let the results take care of themselves after you put in that as a percentage. She um after three separate operations and two years of recuperation, Renee has returned to work heroically. Hallelujah. Um 
Yeah, pretty good. The um the fallout of this incident, right? Maximum penalty he could have received, of course, was death by crucifixion. But um <laughs> no, it was actually it was twenty years in prison and two hundred and two hundred and fifty K in fines was Jesus. the maximum he could have gotten Hold on. for that. The way if you're if you're setting this up with the maximum first, I yeah. reckon Dean's gonna get away with it. Yeah, you're damn right. Oh. He, uh, he didn't get anything. Makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Different set of rules for college football players. He could run upwards of 15 metres a week. <laughs> he, um, he didn't get anything, primarily because it wasn't him. It was unspecified mental illness slash oh. Jesus that perpetrated the whole thing. There's not a better country in the world to say Jesus made me do it than America. Oh, yeah, pretty good. Here you'd get more time. Oh, you'd think so. And you should, just trying to pass off the blame on someone else. On the good Lord. tactic. <laughs> good Lord himself. <laughs> the hint's in the name. You're not going to put it on him. Um, Renee Sheffer, her account of the incident was challenged by some witnesses, saying that he did not actually hurl her around. She lied about the internal bleeding, etc. Clearly, she administered her own kidney and bladder trauma while she was at it. So... <laughs> That was all just a ruse to <laughs> <Jeez>. get Dean. <laughs> wow. So anyway, he was he was deemed to be not criminally responsible due to mental illness. Three years probation, 150 hours community service, and a $1,500 fine. Pretty good. But that's not all the punishment he got, right? He, he also had to see a shrink, plus uh-huh. get written permission from an airline in order to be allowed to fly for the next three years. Sounds like... A bit much to me, considering it wasn't even him misbehaving. It was LSD-induced psychotic episode and Jesus, for that yeah. matter. So, well, poor Je- old Dean. Jesus forgives. Surely US Airways can as well. Yeah. Well, um, the um, Renee, she's a, she's you know arguably one of the heroes slash victims in this uh, episode. Her husband, Mike Sheffer, very soon after this horrific incident founded the Sky Rage Foundation, which is uh, superb, primarily because no government branch bothers to collect accurate data on air rage. Wow. And I'm like Mike. I wish I wish they did. It would make producing this podcast decidedly fucking easier if there were a definitive uh, list of exactly what's happened and why. Um, <laughs> the Sky Rage Foundation, right, also vowed to give people some hints, tips and tricks on how to avoid becoming embroiled in air rage incidents out of the goodness of his heart. Thanks, Mike. Good on you. Good bloke in Man, a world of um, bad people. Again, like I've never read anything from the... What's it called? The Sky... The S- Sky Rage Foundation. The Sky Rage Foundation. One of your favourite things. You He's turned it into a charity. Um, Man, I'll tell you exactly what's happened. I clicked on a link from a... From some various articles surrounding this story. Uh, there's a link to the Sky Rage, Sky Rage Foundation website, and uh, you're probably on it right now. Turns out it's an offshore fund funneling business. What Seems do you mean? good old Mike. Well, good old Mike has pivoted quite hard from Sky Benevolence and Advocacy for Victims over to give me, give me your money, I'll fucking hide it for you in the Bahamas. Good bloke, <laughs> the American dream. Cheers, Mike. <laughs> I got I got on this website right, and it's called you'll like this Worldwide Incorporation <coughs> Services. That sounds like something that um like a WWE wrestler 
when their character is a businessman, that's what they're in charge of. Yeah, they've just taken it off the first page of a, a business manual. It's so good, just hear some bigger words than I know. Here they are. They've uh, worldwide incorporation services. They've got offices in UK, Dubai, Hong Kong, and Cyprus. No mention of Baltimore anywhere that I can see. You can uh, do some really cool stuff on this website. You can acquire a shelf company and get second citizenship on this one-stop Ponzi shop website. You can become a citizen of Antigua, Dominica, St. Kitts and Nevis, and Cyprus. Man, I'm having a look. This website is fucking great. Oh, it's great. Citizen of the world. When I was having a sticky beak on a site like this, they keep, they're probably doing it to you right now. They keep asking if you want help. Yeah. They say, oh, we're right here. We're right here. You're still there. They're like that fucking annoying paperclip from 90s computers. Yeah. <laughs> Man, how's the, um, how's the logo on each of the, each of the menu buttons is a poorly stretched JPEG of a diamond. Yeah. So these guys fucking <laughs> mean business. Oh, yeah. Well, I sent, I sent Mike a message on this. <laughs> Just because it's a bunch of fucking stupid words, Worldwide Incorporation Services. Yeah. I said, oh, it's Worldwide Incorporation Services. Is your main office still located on Street Road Avenue? And um, so whoever it was receiving that, I, res- I dare say wasn't a person and didn't catch it. I was giving them shit. Now they're just emailing my junk box all the time, asking if, if I want them to be in charge of my bank accounts like I have more than fucking one. <laughs> Oh man, how good! Fuck, London, Hong Kong, Dubai, Cyprus. Yeah. Um, what our clients say. Oh, have you read oh, this? I, no, I had to. I had to get off it. I was um, getting too much static. Again, your your cookies having a rough time. Uh, this is so far the most reliable, professional, and proactive corporate services provider we used to come across. We used to come across with who helped us to make the right structure that meets our needs and open our bank account. You pay for professionalism and can rest assured it will be done in the right way so you can remain focused on your business. And that's Mr. Lee, Chinese businessman. That's his, that's his job title, Chinese businessman. Chinese businessman. Then you've got Sick. another one from Mrs. Smith, who's a financial consultant, and, a, Miss, and a Mr. James, who is a general manager. Right. Yep. They've got the the most common names in yeah. any language and just chuck them in. Go, oh, I better go for yeah. diversity. Let's make her a Mrs. Yeah. Smith. Got this. This will get everyone in to Worldwide Incorporation Services. Worldwide Pretty Incorporation good. Services. These guys have been fantastic. And that's from John Citizen. Um, <laughs> they do. They've all got these fucking <laughs> dodgy names. Oh, another <laughs> thing. It just popped up again. When can we call you back? I didn't yeah, fucking call them in the first place. I've got well, to get off call this. You anytime. Hey, yeah, you better on. get out. <laughs> yeah. Don't email them. It's my tip. If anyone wants to get on there. Um anyway, don't, like it's nice that some good came out of this incident that uh you know, rich people can get their money hidden for them. Um via a Sky Rage Foundation page in the first place. But um Dean Trammell, right? He he does not feature in the Paint Branch High School notable alumni oh. and I was uh, I was having a bit of trouble finding him these days I found 
one excellent Dean Trammell who who likes monster trucks, and I really wished it were him because it's similar age, but he's not from the same spot, different schooling, that sort of business. Wow. But I did find one right who is a store manager of a Toys R Us in Maryland. And uh, my money is on this being the glory days Dean flashing the pearly whites at young mothers at a large franchise toy shop, Toys R Us. So that, I think, is him. <laughs> I'll say not 100% sure. Well, I can't be. I can't, I can't really contact him unless I call up the Toys R Us at Maryland and try to get him. But yeah. uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Lunatics. Just, just Never know what's going to happen. Just call up and say, I've got a message for the pilot and see, see if he bites on that. <laughs> if he says, who gave you this number? You know, then you know it's him. But if he goes, what? Don't worry about it. Yeah, if you've got any cash you want hidden, Dean. <laughs> I doubt it. I dare say you peaked in high school. One positive thing out of this, I reckon, is every time Dean approaches his Toys R Us storefront, with his fistful of keys, I dare say he spares a thought for Troy the Toy Trice, once struck down by a little spark of static from God's finger after he was playfully shuffling his feet around on the carpet in heaven. Really <laughs> makes you think. <laughs> I still love that that bloke's kept the shoes. That's fucking sad. Probably the worst day of his life, and he's kept all the shit from it. You should see the socks. I'll send you the picture. His socks are worse than the shoes. <laughs> I'll put it up on the Insta. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, that brings oh. us to <laughs> That brings us to the end of another episode of Midflight Brawl. Thanks for sending us the messages, um, midflightbrawlpod at gmail.com and send us messages on Instagram at midflightbrawl. Get around it. Boy. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Makes you think, doesn't it? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.